In the words of a king, there is power. And as we behold him with unveiled faces, we're transformed into the very image of God. Welcome to the teaching ministry of Dr. K. Ijishesan, brought to you by Kingswood Ministries International. We believe that as you listen, faith is stirred up in you to become all that God has called you to be. So this morning, for the next 40 minutes, I'm going to be sharing something that the Lord placed on my heart. Some of you were blessed last Sunday. If you were around last Sunday, we talked about how God empowered or helped four lepers to be the, the link of the prophecy of our Israel. And it was such an anointed service. Were you blessed? And more than any other thing, I preached it, I prophesied it. But this morning, God has given me instructions regarding that test, that passage. Second Kings chapter 7, verse 1. So we're still on prosperity reign. Turn to them and say, the prosperity reign is very much air. If you don't say it, that means it's... Tell, tell your neighbor, say, the prosperity reign is very much air. Okay, 2 Kings chapter 7, while seated, we're going to do the reading from verse 1 to 9. 1, 2, 3, go. Can you stop? It's first fast, so I'm zooming, you are warming up. So increase your gear. I'm not if you were taught how to drive with manual. Manuaka, raise up your hands. I'm not sure remember gear one, two, three. That was one. I need you to go from one to five now. Okay, verse two. Verse 9. 
Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, by your spirit, instruct us. Let us capture what you intend for us so that we can fulfill your mandate, not just for us, but for our generation in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout amen. Second Kings chapter 7 is a classic when it comes to the manifestation of God's power in a very, very difficult and unlikely situation. Israel found themselves in a very, very difficult situation of famine. It was so bad that they were beginning to kill each other's children. <laughs> that was how bad it was. Not just for ritual, but for feeding. And here, God sent his prophet. But this morning, I want you to see, beyond that prophet, God sent his word. Can you write it down? God sent his word. Ladies and gentlemen, whenever you are faced with a situation that seems bigger than you, that seems bigger than what you can deal with in the natural, you must always realize there is a word from God that is much bigger than that situation. There will never be a situation that the word of God cannot conquer. Never let yourself believe that there is something, a condition, a situation that is beyond what the word of God can impact and change. As terrible as this situation was, there was still a word from God. So this morning, as I teach about the six components of prosperity reign, the first thing I want to highlight is the fact that there is a word from the Lord. Write it down. There is a word from the Lord. And this is the foundation of your prosperity. This is not get rich scheme. Get rich scheme. Quick. There's a quick there. Get rich quick scheme. No, this is not abracada, abracada. You'll become rich tomorrow. This has his foundation in the word of God. Don't you know say, neighbor? God's word is the foundation of your prosperity. In fact, I get concerned when I see prosperity that does not have its foundation in the world. I was having a conversation with somebody recently and we're talking about how people, you know, lose their hunger a lot of times once they are comfortable. I'm talking about spiritual hunger. I don't know if you have seen that before. Somebody that was once fervent all over the place, praying, serving, doing all manner of things. All of a sudden, it's like, you know what? I'm busy. You know, a lot of things have happened now. I have kids. Listen, gentlemen, these kids, God gave them to you. Even the wife you met, you met her through God. Now, all of a sudden, you have a family that is now your excuse. How foolish. But that's what happens when the word of God is not richly engraved in the heart of men. So, you know, last week, the focus was on prophecy, that there's a prophecy over your life that is built to deliver. But beyond prophecy, there is a word from the Lord, which can be as basic as logos, the written word. Write it down, the written word. There's a reason why the Bible was documented, Genesis to Revelation. It was documented until date, is still the bestseller. 
No book has been able to beat the Bible. God documented it for you so that you can build your life around it. I get concerned when people get busy to a point whereby they don't have time for the world and they begin to do plus Jesus minus Satan lifestyle. You know, what's that about? You know, I think I shared that with you. Oh, one of my class teachers in high school, you say assembly ground plus Jesus minus Satan, you are dismissed. And we're all wondering, what, what kind of assembly is this? Because we're used to somebody sharing God's word. You cannot summarize prayer. Write it down. Jesus minus Satan equals nothing in that sense. There's no formula. God needs you to build your foundation around his word. The Bible talks about the parable. The parable of the, you know, what's that parable called? When it talks about the, 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 the house that was built on a good foundation compared to what was built on nothing. Storm will come. There will be situations of life. If you don't have the right foundation, you will fall apart. I wish I could tell you that storms may come. That would be a lie. Because the truth is that storm will come. The best of us will go through storm. If there's no foundation, you cannot last. You know, one of the greatest foundations that was given to us I mean, when we got saved in the 80s, it was called quiet time. We, it was taught as a subject. Teenagers, they taught us, don't just run out of your house. Bring your Bible, have a devotional, spend time in the world, then pray, then you can go out. And some of us who are so, in any day we could not do it, we felt bad. Maybe some of us need to start feeling bad. Because the understanding of God's grace has now liberated some of us into reckless living. No, I'm carried by grace. You know, I don't need to pray. God hears me. In fact, he can hear me when I'm not even talking. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't have a strong foundation in the world, it's just a matter of time. Your building will collapse. Prosperity is God's will for you. But there is a word from the Lord that establishes you in prosperity. Isaiah chapter 55 verse 11. It says, so shall my word be that comes forth out of my mouth. It will not return unto me void, but it will prosper in that where I send it. And it will accomplish that very thing it was designed for. God's word is built to deliver. We can shout prosperity reign from here till forever. If you are not established in God's word, regarding your prosperity, your prosperity will not last. Is Psalm 35 verse 27 real to you? Let them shout for joy. <laughs> Let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Don't you know, say God. God. Oh, come on, say loud and clear. Say God, God. is pleased when I prosper. Oh my God, media, walk with me. I send my note to you. Didn't you say it? I'm wondering why you can't follow me. I need all these scriptures displayed quickly. Let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure. In what? In the prosperity of it. Don't you never say God is pleased, God is pleased. when I prosper? You know, this is so important because there are people that were raised in condemnation and they make the whole, oh, having a lot of money is a problem. 
Having a lot of money does not make God mad. Because the problem is not you having money, but the problem has always been about money having you. In fact, God needs his children having money because that's the only way they can represent him. Somebody say, how? Because the Bible says it's all in Ecclesiastes chapter 10. He said, money answers all things. With all your spirituality, if you don't have money, there will be things you will not be able to answer. May the Lord bless you. Or maybe he's bless you. The Lord bless you. There are times people don't need your prayer. They need your checkbook. So I'm going to fast and pray. Don't fast and pray. Just give me a check. I will fast and pray for you. You give me a check. We live in a material world. And God wants his children to be relevant. Now, your relevance in your material world includes you having materials. Hey. Because some people, you'll be shocked what religion has done to their mind. No, 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 no. That money thing, I don't want to touch it. I just want to face God. You'll be frustrated. God is pleased with the prosperity of his servants. If God is pleased with the prosperity of his servant, how much more his sons and daughters? Those of you that are parents here, do you, do you enjoy your child being broke? I mean, a few weeks ago, I was talking to my daughter and, you know, in college. I said, how are you doing? She said, I'm fine. She said, do you need anything? She said, I'm fine. I'm like, she was just trying to flex her muscles. Do you need anything? I'm fine. Ah, okay. Say, Dad, I'm trying to be financially independent. I said, okay, God bless you. So last week, we were talking. The mom was even talking. I was just beside her. I said, tell me how you do. So we were talking. All of a sudden, she said, Mom, can I have some money? <laughs> so I'm like, okay. I thought you are financially independent. So what happened to your... So okay. So I said, okay. So I said, what do you need? So she mentioned a number and... I was led to multiply it by four. You needed to see the thank you that followed. Daddy, thank you, thank you. Why would I do that? It's my daughter. What's the use of the money in my account when my child has a need? How dare you go around and say, the cut upon a thousand years are, are the Lord's, and you, you are his child, dear. You don't even have one, one cattle. And he has the cattle upon the thousand years. Ah, think about that. If you in the natural cannot stand your child being broke, especially when you have resources, how much more your heavenly father? When I was sitting there and watch you from everyone and say, That's my child. Can't you see how broke he is? He <laughs> said, If you, being evil, knows how to give good gifts to your children, Matthew 7 11, how much more your heavenly father, who is always good? So anybody that tells you God is not interested in multiplying you financially, is a scam. It's not a preacher, it's a scam. God, he said, I'm the one that gives you power to make wealth. I give you the enablement. Are you following me? So God wants us to prosper, but you must know it, not just on the surface. It must be rooted in your heart. 
So when that situation comes and they say, your job is about to be taken from you, you say, God is my source. That job is just a channel. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. You may take your job. My source will not shut down. Oh, the book of Sherry shuts down in 1 Kings chapter 17, but God did not shut down. And because God did not shut down, he led Elijah to another channel. Don't you know say Any channel may shut down, but I can never shut down. Get on your feet. This is powerful. Let's make that declaration. Say, I can never. Come on, say it emphatically with attitude. Say, I can never shut down. Oh, Fortune 500. I don't even care if it's Fortune 1. I'm, for, I'm too fortunate to depend on any Fortune 500 or whatever. Shout it one more time. Say, I can never. My economy is determined by heaven. For as long as God is alive, I can never shut down. I refuse to give my destiny to a company hands. God is my source. The Lord is my... Oh my God, you didn't hear me. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want... Shout it, everybody. Say, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want... Somebody shout hallelujah. You must believe it. It must be your reality. Oh, they are going to lay off everybody on your job. is okay. I'm fine. If God has to create a job for me, he will create it. If you have to send bots to bring me food, he will bring it. Somebody say, God is my source. And he wants me cared for, catered for, well supplied for. I believe that. I believe in a God that is too good to watch me broke. You may be seated. So God is anti-poverty. He was not the reason why Lazarus died broke. Because Lazarus still ended in the bosom of a rich Abraham. Lazarus apparently died broke because his mind was broke. Do you know you can have a great job and still have a what? A broke mind. And your broke mind will not allow your great job to reflect. Are you listening to me? The same way you can have an amazing covenant. A broke mind will not allow your covenant to reflect. So from 2 Kings, Chapter 7, we can see that everything starts with the word of the Lord. The famine was about to be stopped. How how was it? What was the plan? And the word of the Lord came. And the word of the Lord came. And the word. So, for as long as the word of the Lord is coming, any situation can be changed. It was so bad, but the word of the Lord came. The word of the Lord came. How, how much embracing are you doing where the word of the Lord is concerned? Are you hugging the word? Are you spending time in the word? Are you meditating on the word? Are you confessing the word? Are you declaring the word? Are you living the word? Is your heart full of the word? Because until you have the foundation in the word of the Lord, you can express prosperity reign. It's the word of the Lord that brings prosperity reign. When God wants to change your life, he sends his word. And he sent his word and he healed them. He sent, you know, the word healed there was not just talking about Physical healing. The word healing healed there speaks of the totality of salvation. The, he sent his word and his word so them. He prospered them. Delivered them. 
So no word, no healing. Don't you ever say no word, no future. There's an establishment in the world when you are ground. Anytime you notice you are being afraid, just go and spend time in the world. You just realize the fear goes. All those panic attack, panic attack. And you know, in that generation, we have pills for everything. Please, don't allow pharmaceuticals to scam you. In fact, don't let us go there. You know, I'm a pharmacist by training. In fact, there are things that pharmaceuticals will never let you, they don't want you to know. Because they would rather have you live on pills the rest of your life. Pill for this, pill for that. There's pill for every aspect of life in the world. Your word is medicine to me. Before you rush to a physical doctor, why not rush to Dr. Jesus? He sent his word and healed him. He can heal you of a generational issue. Everybody in your family is grounded. You will break through. But it's not just by saying amen. It's by going back to the word. It's when you want to change your life, then you send words for that life to embrace. Because it's the word that can fix. The word renews your mind, positions you, and helps you to align with your prophecy. And the word of the Lord came. And the word of the Lord came. It's not just by running around. It's by staying with the word. It's not just by being prayed for all the time. Because, some, you know, listen, don't outsource prayer. Some people, all manner of arms have been laid on them. Can, can, you, can you notice you are getting bored? <laughs> Sit down with the word. You know, I'll be the last person to talk against being imparted by the anointing. But I would prefer you staying in the world before somebody starts laying hands on you. Because some people are prayer collectors. Prayer collectors. Even with this move of God, which is authentically of God, the prayer movement, 6 a.m. prayer, 12 midnight, some of you cannot even sleep until you pray that prayer religiously, which is good. But you know what I realized? A lot of people, they are just religiously doing it. They don't even understand the basis. I'll say, hi, I prayed with Pastor so-and-so for one hour. Did you really pray? Or you were collecting prayer? I just typing amen and shouting amen. <laughs> and please, this is not to discredit that move. That move is of God. But humanities have a way of taking everything to an extreme. Just type amen, type amen, 21 times. Amen, 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 amen. Pray. Don't you never say Pray. If you really want to be part of that prayer, prayer line, pray. Don't just be receiving prayer. There's a difference between praying and receiving prayer. Amen, 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 amen. I mean, God is not a herbalist. He has called you into communion. Somebody shout hallelujah. So everything begins with what? A word from the Lord. No word, no rain. Rain was coming. But God has to send his word. And the word of the Lord came. So if the word is not coming, there is no rain coming. That's how God does what he does. Secondly, your spirituality must be over your intellectuality to experience prosperity rain. Now, I will be the last person to discourage having a well-informed mind. 
Even apart from ministry, there's still a bunch of things I still study. Last week, I was talking about AI, right? I hope I talked to somebody, right? I mean, you know, AI is not of the devil. Because that's the way they told us internet was of the devil 20-something years ago. It's an innovation that God has allowed humanity to enjoy. There can be abuses, but it's still of God. So you need to be informed. But listen, don't get informed at the expense of your spirituality so that you will not become like that man on whose hand the king leads. King, I mean, Second Kings chapter 7 verse 2. Because there's a way, there's a place you get to intellectually that your spirituality becomes demoted and everything is what makes sense. It doesn't make sense. I don't agree. Listen, the devil has no respect for your PhD. So an officer on whose hand the king leaned, this man was apparently hired by the king because he was highly intellectual. He was an economy strategist. He was a man that understood the economy. But listen, with all his understanding, Israel was still in famine. Hey. So there's a, there's a depth <laughs> that intellectuality cannot handle. He was the man on whose hand king lived, and yet Israel's economy was going down. That tells you intellectuality is not enough. When we're a generation that combines our spirituality, in fact, we use our spirituality to have an intellectual age, but we don't, we don't use intellectuality to replace spirituality. It's spirit, soul, and body, not the other way around. Have you met Christians that are just so solica? If it does not make sense, they cannot believe it. Are you really a believer? Because it seems you are more sensual, or should I say solica, than spiritual. This man on whose hand the king leaned had a problem with a word from God. Look at what he said. He said, look, if the Lord will make windows in heaven, could this thing be? What a dishonoring statement. In fact, it's not possible. And I love the way the prophet responded. He said, in fact, you shall see it. You're a smart man. You will see it. But there's a problem. You will not be part of it. God forbid. That's what intellectuality that does not have regard for spirituality does. So don't get intellectual to a point that spirituality, God's word, the move of the spirit, the things of God, everything now does not make sense. If it does not make sense, you can't do it. Have you gone? Don't you know, say you are falsely spiritual. I can't hear you say you are falsely spiritual. May you not go to school at the expense of your destiny. Somebody say amen to that. Oh, yeah. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. Acknowledge him in all your ways. Lean not on your own understanding. Don't depend on your reasoning. Intellectualism, you know, education in the natural cannot sustain you. This man lost his life in the midst of the rain because of his intellect. He was so intellectual that what God was saying meant nothing to him. Are you listening to me? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he will direct your, your path. 
We're spiritual people. Somebody say, I am spiritual. I believe the word. I'm sensitive to the Holy Ghost. I believe in the supernatural. The mere fact that it does not make sense does not mean it's not real. Miracles don't make sense. But it's real. Does it make sense that somebody who died, three days after he died, will resurrect? And that's the basis of your faith. So everything you believe does not make sense. So why are you trying to now live by sense? We get sense, but we don't live by sense. We acquire information, we get informed, but we elevate spiritual truths over natural facts. Because in the order of things, spiritual truths are higher than natural facts. They can swallow natural facts. Are you following me this morning? So your spirituality must be elevated over your what? Your intellectuality. The instructions and declarations of God should be more real to you than facts of life. You know, I'm going by statistics. We two went to school. There are people that went by statistics and they disappear by statistics. Three, grace factor. So there's a word from the Lord. And there's a need to elevate our spirituality over what? Our intellectuality. But there's what I love so much is called grace factor. Verse 3. 2 Kings chapter 7 verse 3. I'm literally taking my message from 2 Kings chapter 7. 2 Kings chapter 7 verse 3. Look at it. Read it out. 1, 2, 3, go. I can't hear you. Come on, say loud and clear. 1, 2, 3, go. Now, you might be wondering, why were they at the entrance of the gate? Because then, in Israel, if you are leprous, you are not supposed to live in the city. You are pushed to the border of the city. Because of your condition, it was a, it's a contagious condition, so that the rest of the community will not be infected. So you are separated. Separated is even a nice word. What's the appropriate word? You are quarantined. COVID, we saw using, you know, COVID zone. So these people were in COVID zone because the rest of the people are afraid of them. No, 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 no. So there were people that there was no hope in that community because it's like there was no healing for them. At least COVID eventually there was a vaccine. There was some kind of treatment. In this, in this particular case, this is a group of hopeless people. People that nobody was expecting anything good from their camp. And when God was going to bring the prosperity rain, look at the camp he went to. He went to the camp of abandoned, rejected, neglected, forsaken people. Because God is about to make a statement. I'm a God of all grace. It's not about what you merit. It's about my love. I stand to announce over somebody this morning, that something is coming over your life that is beyond what you can ever, you know, what you can ever accomplish by yourself. Amen. First Corinthians chapter one verse twenty-seven. First Corinthians chapter one verse twenty-seven. There is a God that literally goes for lepers. Lepers, 
Oh, I didn't went to the best school. Lepers. I graduated with not so good GPA. Lepers. I should have done my, my master seven years ago, but I don't know. I don't mind. I wish you lepers. He said, but God has chosen the foolish things of this world to put to shame the wise. God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are, are mighty. Verse 28. He has chosen the things that what? That are not. Verse 28, please. He has the base things of this world and the things which are despised. God has chosen the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are. God loves underdog. Write it down. He loves underdog. People were not looking, and boom, the underdog showed up. Grace factor. He loves to sit with people that are referred to as nothing. Good for nothing. Nothing good will come out of you. Say, let me prove something. There's a grace factor. Somebody shout grace factor. Grace factor. The, the favor you do not deserve, yet he makes available to magnify himself, to prove that beyond humanity, there is a divinity. With all the human efforts put together, nothing can match up with what divinity supplies. Oh. Lift up your hands and shout, I'm graced. I feel an anointing of the Holy Ghost. I see a generation breaking out with results that will be mind-blowing. Get up on your feet if you are one of them and lift up your hands and shout, I am grace! Is anybody expecting Grace to make an announcement? I see somebody moving into an office very soon. You will look around for days and weeks after you have moved into that office. And you'll be wondering, how did I get here? There's no one that looks like me in this office. There's no one with my kind of experience. With my kind. Lift up your two hands and shout, I'm great! And it's simply because God has chosen the foolish things the base things, the despised things, the nobodies of this world. Grace rests on them. Put your two hands on, me, on yourself. Say, I, I as, a as a recipient of God's grace, God's grace. Expect, expect unusual help because grace is speaking. If grace is speaking for you, shout hallelujah. Grace speaks loudly where there's deficiency. Grace loves underdogs. Grace is not intimidated by your lack of experience. Your bad background does not neutralize grace. In fact, grace loves such things. Because when major breakthrough happens with such people, we wonder how come. Then it will be an opportunity to point to grace. Grace did it. How many of you are looking forward to results that you can only say grace did it? Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. You may be seated. Grace factor is everything. God chose four lepers. God chose four lepers. And you know what? He did not heal them before choosing them. They were still lepers. If you read the story to the end, you will realize as of the time they were bringing out the spoil, they were still lepers. People could see their deficiency and yet they have results that, don't, that does not correlate with what? Their deficiency. Grace is not intimidated by your flaws, your mistakes, your background, your education, your inadequacies and all the things it seems you don't have. Because grace has, a, it has an ability to fill up 
what is lacking in the natural. Somebody shout hallelujah. Four, faith factor, faith factor. You know, we can shout grace, 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 grace of God if we do this. But you know, grace can be wasted if you are afraid. Do you know, after grace picked these four lepers, they still needed to stand up and face their fear. It was grace that picked them. It was God that inspired them. Get up and walk into the Assyrian camp. But they still needed to get up. I don't know who I'm talking to. Get up. Get. Don't allow your situation to press your life down. Until you come to a point that you are ready to face that fear. And say, you know what? You can only die once. You can't die twice. That's what they say. Is that not what they say? Literally. You know, all this. Oh, I'm a low risk personality. Please. I've never seen low-risk people prosperous. They just a little bit. Pastor Goffin, you know what I'm talking about. They just they just have just 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 enough. If you really you will do things that are crazy. You will sign contract after signing it. You'll be like, what did I just do? What did I just do? Was I under influence? Yes, you are under influence. You are under the influence of grace. Can I speak as your apostle? God is calling you into things that are bigger than your head. Write it down. Nobody around you has done it, but God will inspire your heart the same way he inspired. Those four lepers did not just get up. It was God working on them. But it's for one thing for God to work on you is another thing for you to respond. A lot of us would have said, let me die. At least I will die. I will die. They said, you know what? The, the worst that can happen is that we die. But at least it will be recorded that we tried. I prefer people that made attempts and lost than people that never moved because they were afraid it won't work. In this season, God wants people that will face their fear and I say, you know what? Let's do it. Go and ask everybody that started a company and the company prospered. They will tell you at some point they were scared. What did I just do? What did I just get myself into? But they faced the fear. In fact, the first few months was rough. They stayed there. And bam, just one incident, everything changed. And people started oh, shouting about them, writing about them. So oh, they are good entrepreneurs. Really? They faced their fear. These four lepers, now, their stories look so good that now they can document it for us to read. Over, I mean, several thousands of years later, it was because they faced their fear. I've never seen anybody that broke through with fear. People break through by facing their fear. Joshua chapter 1 verse 9. He said, be bold, be courageous, and do not be afraid. Now, stand up and tell your neighbor. Preach it to him or I say, be bold. Get up on your feet and shout it on him or I say, be bold. Be, bold. be courageous. Do not be afraid. Say it one more time. Say, be bold. Be full of courage. Don't be afraid. Go ahead and preach to some other people. Be bold, be courageous, and be not afraid. Face your fear. Face your fear. Face your fear. Face that fear. You may be seated. Grace is real, but grace must be received. And faith is about being fearless. You are, and the reason why you are, in fact, if your senses cannot dictate fear, there's something wrong with it. That's what they do. Say, because you're, uh, just, just be careful. Be, 
Now, I said it a few weeks ago. I said, fear is often masked as caution. I'm a very cautious person. You are a very fearful person. Especially if you have a word from God, face it. You will never be able to take over if there is no mountain to overcome. Face it. Somebody shout, I'm not afraid. afraid. Come on, Shari, say, I'm not afraid. afraid. Those people got up, faced their fear. The the worst that can happen is that we what? We die. We'll still be fine. (laughs) At least it will be recorded that we we died trying. Five. Are you learning something from this? Angels factor. I love this. Angels factor. Angels factor. You know, a lot of us live as if all the forces around are just natural forces. They are spiritual forces. Psalm 91 says they will bear you in their hands. So there are angels that have hands. You are not the only one with hands. In fact, their hands is more powerful than you. But you know, these angels are not just involved in your protection. They are also involved in your prosperity. What if I tell you this morning, there are angels that magnify your steps. Your little effort now becomes so pronounced because angels are involved. Tell two, three people around you, angels are involved. Shari Lad and Claire say, angels are involved. Now, Verse 6, 2 Kings chapter 7, verse 6. Let, let's look at it. He said, For the Lord has caused, 2 Kings chapter 7, verse 6. He said, For the Lord has caused the army. Look at it. Who caused it? God. How? Through his host. He said, He caused the army of Syrians to hear the noise. Now, listen, some things are going to happen the moment you stand up in faith, the moment you receive the grace of God, the moment you step out in faith and say, I'm about to do what God is asking me to do in this season. God says, I will magnify your steps so much. Before you know it, you will walk into businesses you did not work for. Oh my God, you didn't hear me. Because that's what happened to them. They walked into the harvest of others. Because the Lord magnified. One of my sons was sharing a testimony a few weeks ago of how a business, you know, they were approached to buy a business. Was it last year? And, you know, they went back and forth, back back and forth. And they could not agree, so they dropped the idea. Let me tell you something. I learned something from Mike Mudok several years ago. He said, whenever I'm involved in a transaction and there's no favor, there's no sign of favor, he said, I back out. Because if God is really involved, there should be a proof that I'm favored. Lift up your hands and shout, I'm favored. I'm favored. So he said, so the business deal fell through and they forgot about it. Only to be contacted three months ago. I said, are you still interested in the business? The only thing, the price has been slashed by three. And they did all their due diligence. There's nothing wrong with the business. Everything is fine. They saw their financials. In fact, it felt like something was pursuing them. Even the staffs, the, after they bought the business, the staffs were shocked because they didn't see any sign that the business is in distress because really, the business was not in distress. I speak as a prophet of God. As you begin to step out in faith, God will give you opportunities that are beyond your imagination. So they bought this business. Took me there. Last two months ago, I walked in and said, ah, it's our business. 
Get on your feet. Get on your feet. I need you to take me to your business. Please. I'm tired of all this testimony. I got a risk. I got a risk. Show me. It's time to tell me. I'm the one giving people risk. Oh my God, you didn't hear me. I mean, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong in, get, there's nothing wrong in getting a job. There's some, some of us, that's our calling. But some of us, is because of fear. Get out. So he took me to the business. So I walked around. He said, don't, don't, don't let us spook these staffs. So we won't enter. We just walked around. He said, it's our business. I said, it's our business. Yes, it's our business. And those are the things you should be calling me to see. Are you listening to me? The same business, the same franchise which was three times last year, came back and said, just pay a third of the price. The Lord has caused the army of Syrians to hear. I don't know what they need to hear. They will hear it. Oh, are you listening to me? I said they will hear it. Amen. The noise of a great army. You're a supernatural army. You are not natural. Angels are involved in your life. Lift up your two hands and say, I do life supernaturally. I expect angels to be involved in my life. Don't you know say my natural reality is supernatural in nature. Tell at least some people, my natural reality is supernatural in nature. Now, look at conspiracy theory. Look at it. He said, look, the king of Israel has hired against us, the king of Hittites and the king of Egyptians to attack us. It's okay. Keep on having his... It's okay. Did, I, did we say anything? If that's what you would believe, choose, just ensure that my prophecy is fulfilled. I declare whatever is needed to confirm your prophecy, supernaturally is delivered. Yeah. Come on, have you been blessed this morning? Okay, I promised you six, right? The last one, which is not the least. Sit down, sit down, so that I won't be lying. If I don't give you six, that would be a lie. I said seven. I said six, right? Let me give you six, the last one. Verse, verse seven. Second Kings chapter seven, from verse eight, rather. Second Kings chapter seven, verse eight. It says, let's read together. Let me preach. Let me preach. I'm rounding up. One, two, three, go. That is the response of a natural man when he breaks through, especially when he has suffered before. It's called the fear of running out. Write it down. Ah, this breakthrough, let's hide it too. If we start distributing, <laughs> we might go broke again. You know how we suffered. No, we're not going back. God forbid. So the breakthrough came and they sat on it. They ate, drank, and hide. They ate, drank, and hide. And don't blame them. It's only natural for a man who has suffered. It's called the fear of what? Going back. I will never, never go back to poverty. No, I have suffered before. 
Let me hide. But listen, God never intended you to be blessed just for the sake of being blessed. When God blesses you, it's because he desires for you to be what? A blessing. God does not just bless you for you. He blesses you for a community. Your breakthrough is not just what you sit on. It's what you distribute. A breakthrough that cannot impact your environment is not a thorough blessing. 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 17. As we close. 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 17. Have you been blessed this morning? They sat, I mean, head, drunk, heat. 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 17. 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 17. Glory to God. 1, 2, 3, good. Let's do some reading. Verse 18. Give me the next verse, please. God says, until you are rich in good works. I love it. Translation says, ready to distribute. God needs distributors. He needs stewards. He needs people that we always say, I got this not because of my power, but because of grace. And now that I'm a beneficiary of grace, Lord, how do you want me to share what I never merited? Stand up. He told Abraham, I'll bless you, and you'll be a blessing. Don't you ever say, the blessing... It's not, it's not authentic until it's a blessing. A blessing. You know, it's called blessing now. And you are just stopping at blessed. Then let's take it to what? Blessing. A giving heart. Lord, anything you open me to, show me who's supposed to benefit from it. It might be a group of people. It might be individuals. It does not just bless you for you. It does not just bless you so that you can live in the best house in the neighborhood. It has nothing wrong. It wants you to live in a good house. But beyond that, it wants you to be rich in good works. Don't you never say rich, rich. in good works. How many of you would love to be rich in good works? So that you are not just defined by how many houses you have. But rather, you are defined by how many destinies you raise. Hmm. I've been to a few funerals. I don't like funerals, but I've been to a few. I've never been to a funeral before where the least people are set. He has a house in Highland Park, another one in Borich. A few houses in Joliet. Seven houses, seven condos in New York. I've never seen that. But what I see in people's funera, is people come out and give tributes. Say, I was nothing. I met that man. He picked me up. He invested in me. So investment is not just in gold, in bonds, and stocks. There's a greater investment in humanity. 
Remember, God does not just love you. He loves the whole heart. So why will he bless you? If not for the fact that he wants you to extend him to the rest of the world. Let's read 2 Kings chapter 7, verse 9. And I bring this message finally, finally to a close. 2 Kings chapter 7, verse 9. Don't try it if you are not an apostle. One, two, three, go. There's a household that must benefit from your breakthrough. Have you been blessed this morning? Lift up your two hands and say, Lord, open my eyes to see what I need to see, to experience what you have for me. Let your word come unto me. Oh, help me to position myself in faith to receive the grace. Help me to walk out on fear and experience the rain you have for me. Lord, we give you praise and glory. Marcos, there's such a strong presence of God in this house. The rain is here, said the Lord. It's here. But my people must be well instructed so that they will not abuse the rain. So that they can be rich in good works. They can be ready to distribute. For a presence we have this morning. Oh, do you feel this presence all over this house? Isn't it not interesting that we'll be talking about prosperity and His presence will fill the house? Why? Because that's His will. Don't you never say it's God's will? Come on, say it boldly. Say it's God's will for you to prosper. But He wants you to prosper in a way that it will be glorified. Did you get it? The prosperity that makes God look good. The prosperity that makes God attractive. The prosperity that announces God more than you. It's not about show off. It's about him. Wow. Jesus, I love you. Don't you love him? We hope you've been richly blessed by this teaching from Kingswood Ministries International. Feel free to visit our website at kingswood.org for more inspiring teachings by Dr. K. Ijishasong. There you'd also find other helpful materials and further information about this ministry. God bless you richly.